really quick before we get into the official intro, which I'm not doing today. I'm just kind of sneaking in really, really quick here to just to thank today's sponsors, Patchworks. Uh, go to their, their synth shop um, if you're in Seattle and, and check some stuff out. And if you're not from Seattle, go to their website, patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com, and uh, buy something. And then tell me you bought something because I want to know what you bought from them. Um, also want to uh, thank SSF, Steady State Fate for um, sponsoring this episode as well uh, go check out their stereo dipole filter we'll get to a demo of that at some point in this episode and also want to give a shout out to uh, pittsburgh modular that microvolt 3900 is continuing to blow my mind so please check that out got to give a shout out to nathan moody over at obsidian sound if you want something mixed mastered or get some mixed notes on a project go check him out at obsidiansound.net uh, he's he's just he's the best there's he's the best in the game no questions. No questions. Capiche? Um, AI Synthesis and Recovery Effects, two of my OG uh, sponsors who have just been so supportive and such an integral part of, of making this show happen. I gotta, I gotta shout out those guys as well. All right, let's get into the official intro here. Hi, everyone. Dark Sparkler here. Welcome to the Podular Modcast, where you stare into the face of a modular synthesis and punch it. Podmod Bods. This is Kyle Swisher, suddenly known as Dark Sparkler, and I'd like to welcome you to the one-year anniversary and 50th episode of the Podular Modcast. For some reason, Tim asked me to host today, and I'm very honored as I've been listening to the show since uh, the very first episode back in uh, late March of 2018. Um, and yeah, so we're going to flip things on Tim, and he's going to be our guest. So sit back and let's get into it. One year down. Yeah. Crazy. How are you feeling? Um, good. I'm, I'm still excited about it and, uh, still enthusiastic about it, which I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case. Mm -hmm. So yeah, feeling good. It's, uh, it's been very rewarding and it's grown in a nice, you know, it, it, I think it kind of took off pretty quick Mm -hmm. because it was a untapped area for as far as podcasts goes, at least like a weekly show. So that's cool. Um, and it's growing at a manageable rate. Yeah. Which is nice. So what would, what would make it unmanageable? Do you think? Um, I guess I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, I try to respond to everybody who sends me a nice message, Yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, I think that would probably be the biggest thing, making sure that I'm, uh, you know, being an attentive mm-hmm. person when it comes to people who are like, I don't know, it feels it's pretty nice that people take time to, to write, to say something or even give me some, you know, Hey, you should, you should try this or maybe don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate all of that. Yeah. And to, or like, you know, put an outro on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because of you, I have outros on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I first met Tim at the, um, uh, proto knobs and shit last year. Mm-hmm the patrick's Um, event yeah uh last april and uh and so i was 
I had my setup kind of next to Greg's, and Mm -hmm. then I had seen... I mean, the podcast had started, but I don't think I'd seen a photo of you. Actually, I did. I saw you perform at um, at Lucie or no? What's um? What was Molly's place? Before oh, Mokito. Yeah, the first modular nights, probably. Yeah, I yeah. saw you hanging out with with Greg there, and so I kind of put it together after I was like, "Oh, uh huh." Like this is the podcast guy. Yeah, and so, and then I think I had conferred that confirmed that with like bradley and josh or something like that yeah i remember that because i think there maybe been like four episodes released by yeah. then or, or three or something and uh cindy from patchworks came she's like she's like uh somebody here like is a fan of the show and i was like what it was really, <laughs> it was really cool and i think i met ellison that same day and um yeah yeah met a couple people maybe it's cole bratcher and, yeah. and kevin holly who are both like super early on board and have been so cool and mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome. Sorry, I kind of derailed your story. No, yeah. So I was, when I was like, oh, well, like, hey, I was like, you know, I introduced myself. And mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason, I, like, I like how I kind of immediately critiqued you. <laughs> Did like, you? Just was that when the outro Because was? I was like, you need to put an outro <laughs> on your on your podcast. And like, I just felt like being a long time podcast consumer uh-huh. for, you know, it'd been over a decade, like mm-hmm. at that point. Uh-huh. I when listening to the, some of those early shows, uh, you would do the um, the patch challenge, and then it would just kind of end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think you're right. I, <laughs> I'm I'm very thankful that you said that. Uh, to, to be honest, the reason I didn't do it was because it was just one extra thing I had to sure. do, and that's a shitty reason not to do anything. Like, you know, I want to hold myself to a, a standard that I would expect from something. Yeah, that you're aspiring aspiring to be. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in a way, it was kind of like, oh, man, like, I understand, like, where you're (laughs) probably coming from. Just like, oh, I got to do an an outro now. Uh Like, you know, wouldn't that, you know, on paper looks like a minute's worth of time or something. Right, right. Actually turns out to be like a half hour. Dude, yeah. Well, the the outros are, are a little easier, but I will say like the intros take longer than editing the whole conversation yeah. and sometimes take longer than the conversation Yeah, just because even though I've been doing it for a year and I was like a singer in bands and stuff like still like every, every, um, or, mm-hmm. you know, miss mispronunciation or something. I'm like, ah, you know, so I gotta yeah. redo it. You're gonna have to edit out all my likes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but you really took it earnestly. Like your response was like, that's good. I need to hear that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. It was funny. Like, I, I don't know. I'm usually not that forward. Uh-huh. But then, I think you showed me the Buchla for a while first. I don't think you opened with that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was a, I don't know, it was a fun interaction. And then you had me on the show. Yeah. Um, so speaking of guests on the show, um, we have some people that want to say hi. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey, Tim. It's Austin he left his clouds on <laughs> okay that's much better i just wanted to say congratulations on one year of podular modcasting it's been a great year and uh yeah here's to many more great years bye Hey, Tim, this is Walker Farrell, congratulating you on Yun Fear and Wifty Holf episodes of Podular Modcast. 
Hi, Tim. This is Sarah Bell-Reed. I wanted to say congratulations on 50 episodes. That is so cool. Thanks for all of your hard work bringing together so many inspiring voices and artists on your podcast. Seriously, thank you. Also, congratulations on one year. Happy anniversary. Woo! It's me, Divkid. Congratulations on a year of podular <laughs> modcast and 50 episodes of the show. Keeping it going weekly is kind of no small feat. I know how much work goes into this kind of thing. And it's been great to see your own development be new to modular and some parallels in your own learning as the show's gone on and developed that kind of mirror a lot of my experience as well. It's great to see things keep developing. The guests have been great. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for having me on a while back. I look forward to the next 50 episodes. Congratulations. Well, isn't that sweet? God damn, Kyle. That's why I wanted you to do it, because I knew you'd be doing... Man, I almost started crying on that shit. Jeez. I got, t- I got tissues. <laughs> you let me know. Oh, and th- if, if, if to all the people who who just sent in a little audio clip, thank you. That's uh, that's crazy. That's, I appreciate taking the time to do that. And thanks for getting that together, man. That's... Of course, yeah. yeah now, I'm, now I'm getting all bashful. Um, so yeah, you've had a, a ton of good, amazing artists on here. Whether they're making modules, making music, setting up their high def uh, cameras, and doing awesome demo videos on mm-hmm. YouTube, um, you yourself are an artist mm-hmm. and a musician. Yeah. So tell me, how is musician Tim doing? Um, uh, musician Tim. I, I have wrangled the 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 do, doing the ads and demos into my that's my musician Tim, mm-hmm. um, or like throwing together an occasional like twenty minute set for like a modular on the spot, um, and you know I find time here and there. I do not have enough time to do both. Yeah, um, there is there is a there. I have like a few ideas that I really really want to do like musically that. Um, I would just have to stop doing the podcast to do yeah. or stop working 50 hours a week at my day job, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I'm working on. But, um, yeah. So, but this was, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, if I had anything I wanted to get to or whatever, one of the things that I've been thinking about leading up to this is, um, w- one of the reasons I started this podcast is, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to have a, cr- a creative output that, people would listen to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, so yeah, I'd, I'd spend, you know, six months to a year sometimes on an album and then, you know, do everything that it takes to get it either on a cassette and then get it, you know, out to press or whatever, you know, yeah. just try to get it to where people would listen to it. And, um, then, then, you know, for a week you'd see like some download, you know, some downloads here or there, maybe, you know, and usually never like really hear from anyone other than like friends. And it's like, I'm not making music for my friends you yeah. know, because they don't really listen to this kind of music. So it's, <laughs> I'm not forcing music on my friends. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. We are. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking, you know, I think I, I'm not going to stop being creative, but I wanted to, I don't know, maybe it's like an ego thing or something, but I, I just wanted to reach more people and have it be, have it feel more like it was worth the amount of time and effort Mm -hmm. that I put into it. And now I'll say like even the most, I mean, they're all pretty close to average. The averaged out is as far as how many uh, 
downloads each episode has, yeah. but I can say that each episode has more downloads and plays than any album <laughs> I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like a... I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah. So at, with this, it's like, is music the byproduct of of the podcast or did, was it, is this a byproduct of your music? Um, yeah. But I mean, it, you know, like, you know, like I've uh, listened to uh, Ben Divkid say, you know, it's like, I've only done one show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's produced tons and tons of music. And I think he said it too, like, you know, his this is his main musical outlet, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it reaches thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, it's so I, I'm one of those people that if I if I I I get into stuff like if if I'm if I get into it, I go oh, yeah. head first. I'm with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I think that's that's a lot of people who are into your rack and whatnot. So another reason that I thought maybe the podcast would be a good idea is I, I started focusing on making music with modular stuff and it, it kind of reset me as a musician, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I put out a few like little, like I call the modular musings. Mm-hmm. They're just little patches and they're nothing that I would really like want to heavily promote. And I don't, ex- don't really look at those as like real expressions of, of what I want to be as a musician. So I was thinking, you know, I'll do the podcast because I'm not ready and I still don't know that I'm fully ready to like release like my treatise or whatever, <laughs> you know, on modular, I'm still figuring it out. So yeah. it was a way to keep uh, creatively busy while learning this new instrument. Yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, I mean, I think because the instrument just with its, I mean, I guess there's an ease of use there or just a, maybe a coherent final product comes out mm-hmm. of it. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. I know it's all relative, right? Uh-huh. But um, I guess compared growing up in the same kind of like, I'm in a band, mm-hmm. I'm jamming stuff out with three or four other friends, mm-hmm. and um, everything's so much slower. So it is kind of interesting that, um, you know, you can kind of put together a chunk of music, and, and it feels like music's released a lot more fluidly compared yeah. to... Um, a band set up, and I guess, and I wonder if like, um, kind of like, you know, what you're saying, like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw up these modern musings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I kind of, I wonder why we, why we do that, or I guess, <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's like it, we're in our band days, like maybe we hold things as like more special, and it's like, oh, why do we release the stuff that maybe isn't something that we're like totally stoked on releasing? Or... Well. Yeah, or I don't know. I guess it's just like a mental shift. Like you said, you went getting into um, that was my computer. Uh, into this. You you kind of had a mental reset about putting stuff out, and then you know, I'm guessing you've put out probably more things in a shorter amount of time compared to when you were. Actually, no. Uh, mm-hmm. When I first got into um, making electronic music, I was kind of on a tear for for probably. Um, for probably two and a half, three years, I released, I think three albums and probably like five EPs or something. Okay. So, but I also wasn't married and was, you know, single. So I had a lot more time, like I put a lot more time just like coming home from work and going straight to that. And, and I was, uh, I was super hungry for it. And I had, I, I'd figured out a way to Mm -hmm. make stuff that I thought was worth putting out. So yeah, the whole, the whole modular thing, yeah, 
I didn't want to just jump in and start releasing my squiggly, squig- <laughs> squiggly squawks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But also I did have um, a kind of a reset just mentally on, you know, what was my intention of making music and what do I want out of it? Like it's, it's just changed so much and it's such a weird, it's such a weird um, endeavor to approach trying to, to release an album, you know, you know, yeah. like, you know how much time and work goes into it. And it's, uh, there's, I don't know. I think I'm just rambling. I was about to make the same point that I made earlier, but, <laughs> no, but, um, even though you're very busy, I know you do have an album yeah. in the works. Yeah. Can you, you kind of hinted at it yeah. um, on the podcast <laughs> earlier. I keep mentioning it and then not really doing much about it. Well, um, no, let's take the time. Okay. Well, all right. So it, it's, it's called music to come down to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I have, uh, a, a group of friends who we uh, we like to go on. I'll just call them spirit quests okay. together. You know, and and usually Is that I, like a Pokemon. Yeah, thing? yeah. It's 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 an augmented reality of sorts. <laughs> and um, at the end of the night, we always you know like want to put on some nice music and and all kind of lay in the same room and just chat and listen to some nice stuff. And we were always going to like Brian Eno discreet music or mm-hmm. you know like. And I was kind of like I want to. I want to try to make something like this. Um, so basically just over the last like six months or so, just kind of recording stuff with the intent of trying to make something pretty. Because mm-hmm. um, if you listen to my, all my electronic music up until now, it's it's kind of abrasive and a lot of, lot of fuzz, chunky, um, bordering on industrial. So yeah. my, my whole goal was like, I'd, I love ambient music. Can I make, can I make a nice, pretty album yeah. and it's really hard to do that on modular um yeah, i thought I, it would be way easier yeah i believe you said the same thing on the first episode yeah um, yeah with ian and i'm still finding that i mean it really it all depends on what modules you're using you know like uh throwing some mutable stuff into your rack will definitely get you closer to uh to ambient than using you know all of recovery's fuzzy <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's like well then i'm like well you gotta just change your mindset mm-hmm. but there are some things that are just inherently like yeah focused uh, sorry <laughs> focused uh focused and voiced mm-hmm. in one word yeah so so the, it's it's kind of a cheat like i feel kind of cheesy being 35 and releasing like a an album called music to come down to, but it's not just, it's not just like for it's, I'm kind of looking at it as like something you could, uh, you know, like meditate to, or just kind of decompress to, or, you know, just something that would be kind of nice and lulling to put on in the background for, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's not just for, uh, you know, psychonauts or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call weirdos. Mm Um, well, cool. Um, Hey, I've, I've got somebody that else that wanted to say hi. Oh, geez. Hey Tim, Darwin Gross here. Oh shit! I just wanted to wish you a happy fiftieth episode. Really exciting news to hear that you made it this far, and that you're planning on banging it out from here. I was lucky enough; they gave me more than fifteen minutes to pull together this thing. I still just barely squeaked it in on time, but <laughs> in any case, I want to thank you for the opportunity of having me on your podcast and giving me something to look forward to listening to every week. Thanks a lot, and have a great next 50. How awesome is that, dude? That, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Where did you hear about him? You. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You told me about him. And then I had a panic. I was like, oh shit, I'm doing like the diet version of this <laughs> very well established <laughs> and awesome podcast. Um, luckily, I think luckily for my show and, you know, just this fate in general, um, I am not a, nearly as smart or technically minded as Darwin. So it, I think it just naturally is a different show, but I did, yeah. I did kind of roll that around in my head for a minute. Like, Oh fuck, did I just like, um, and I had to, I had to make sure that I didn't listen to like one of his episodes too closely before I tried to do an interview. Cause I didn't yeah. want to try to, you know, fall into it, but he, he still is an inspiration and, um, yeah, it's just, uh, that that was really cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he has a great podcast. If if, if y'all don't know, that's Darwin Gross from episode twenty two. Um, he does the art, music, technology podcast, which we both highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I recommended it to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, just thinking about podcasts, I want to know kind of uh, your podcast journey, like when you got into listening to them okay. how you consume them yeah so i think well i think you and i were baptized in the same fire of mark Marin. um wtf was mm-hmm. I, I i think yeah it was one of your early ones we talked about this but um yeah my, my my best friend justin who i've just grew up with and played in bands with my whole life um he got me he's like you got to listen to these podcast. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And he's, you got to hear this guy, um, Mark Marin and, and early Mark Marin episodes, he was super neurotic and, you know, yeah. basically as a late twenties person who was pretty neurotic and depressed and lost uh, very much <laughs> like glommed onto him. Yeah. It's like, Oh, here's a kindred spirit. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, and then from there I just kind of went headfirst into comedy podcasts and that's that's still almost exclusively what I listen to other than, um, you know, there's a few other ones, Darwin's podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, um, some political or, or something, but I always, you know, so it was like comedy death ray before it was bang, bang and, and, um, Duncan Trussell family hour. Actually I was listening to, um, the lavender hour, which was his podcast with Natasha Leggero when they were dating. So this is really old. Um, so Duncan Trussell has been one of the biggest influences. Um, and then Harmontown, Dan Harmon, I, that's another one yeah. I listen to constantly. So those, it, it was weird because, you know, I've been a music guy my whole life, but once I found podcasts, like, and since and it's been about 10 years, I listen to more podcasts than I listen to music and I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I'm not a comedian and I didn't, I didn't want to just like interview other musicians. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, 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 I wanted a podcast, didn't have a reason to do it. And I feel like when I got into modular, I was like, so I hadn't been into something so much as like when I got into guitar or even when I went from like a little country music fan to head first into the, you know, like grunge with, with even flow. <laughs> I still remember when I heard even flow for the first time in like third grade, like it fucking blew my mind apart. And that's kind of like what modular did too, which is, it's that happens way less often. I feel like as you get older. Yeah. So, um, so I, I kind of, I was like, Oh shit, I want to know everything about this. All I want to talk about is this. My Mm -hmm. wife cannot hear me talk about this anymore. Um, (laughs) so yeah, that was the, that was kind of the, um, and especially what's kind of cool about this medium. I mean, now it's blown up a lot in the Mm -hmm. past more like five, six years. Yeah. 
since your cereals and mm-hmm. Marin becoming much more popular. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like the market market wasn't cornered on, <laughs> on this. It's like you found an idea or something mm-hmm. that you're into that if you search, you know, Mantra podcast, you're going to get like a smattering of things, but nothing yeah. super consistent. Like mm-hmm. Ben had one kind of for a little bit, but he then, you know, really just kind of, went full on into YouTube world and yeah. stayed there. And, um, my Lair melodies like came out around the same time that, that yours yeah. Did, did. Yeah. But. That, that was, <laughs> I was so nervous <laughs> that someone was going to beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I wanted to have 10 episodes be- before I released it. And, and so I, I had, I started recording stuff in like November of, uh, 2017, and okay. didn't release anything until March, March. Of, yeah, yeah, 2018. So, um, and then I did see Mylar, and I was like, "Oh shit, well, this is Mylar Melodies. He's super established, way smarter, knows way more than I do about any of this shit." And I'm like, "Fuck!" But then you know, I listened to his show, and one, he's he's like once a month because he does so much other stuff. I don't think yeah. he has um, enough time to do a weekly one. He does them in person, yeah. um, so they're mostly people. Um, in the UK or Europe too. So I didn't feel like I was stepping on any toes or anything. And we do a pretty different show, I think. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was your question, but yeah, no, (laughs) just like, I don't know. I, I always think that's cool. I mean, you know, getting in early on anything is is always kind of interesting. And I um, thought it was the right time. Yeah. And I was like, shit, if it, this, again, going back to kind of like the music thing, like, um, I think the, the records, there are two of my records in particular that I've made, I think are, are really good. I stand by those. I'm really, really proud of them. And I don't think the fact that no one, like that they haven't been listened to that much is a reflection of how no. good they are, because that's just the case with, I think modern musicians now. Yeah. Um, I saw this, I was like, there's like two modular podcasts, but they haven't released an episode yep. in over a year. And this is getting more popular. I was like, I'm almost guaranteed to have some people listen. And if it, if it can be like, entertaining enough this could actually be something that is worth doing yeah so because yeah. i mean if you're you know a content hungry dork mm-hmm, like me yeah <laughs> then you're like there's probably somebody else like me yeah and that's why i was nervous to like get it out and also one of the reasons that i've when i before i release any episodes like and i talk to friends about it and stuff um i was like it's gonna be weekly and they're like why don't you just do like seasons and like or bi-weekly or and i'm like no, po- that's not how podcasts work. Like I've yeah. been, in, I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years. Like the, if there's an, if there's a podcast that only releases once a month, then it might be five months before I listen because I want to listen to like, you know, a cup more than yeah. one of their episodes. I want to binge it. Yeah. I kind of like to binge it and, and they become like, they kind of become like people that it's, it's, it's like a one way friendship, but they become like, you get to know people's personalities because it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. like your Monday morning, like, it helps me get to the, through my day to like hear my, my people talk to me. You totally. Know? And I think, I don't know. I think it probably came into our lives shortly after kind of, um, becoming more grown up. Yeah. For uh, sure. And like going mm-hmm. to work and like not hanging out with friends 24 seven. Yeah. And so you kind of lose those friendships and like as dorky as it is, but like, Oh, these are my friends. These are people <laughs> I like listen to every day. Uh-huh. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, um, psychologically kind of interesting that like i definitely like Mm -hmm. that's what i prescribed myself i know to kind of like 
oh, think these thoughts with other people, even though I'm not yeah, <laughs> yeah. to include my own opinion. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I would have these kinds of conversations. And totally. This is interesting. So. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it is, I've never thought about it that way. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's, that's interesting. The whole, like, you know, becoming more of an adult, you don't have, you, maybe you don't lose friendships, but you definitely don't have as much time with them. Um, and it is weird to think, like, if I did sit down with, like, Duncan Trussell or, or Dan Harmon or Mark Maron, I feel like, I'm like, oh, we'd be friends. You yeah. know, like, of yeah, course, like, like, there's no guaranteeing them. They Jack don't, shit you about don't me. me. Yeah. But that actually might make for a really weird dynamic. Who knows? Yeah. But um, <laughs> The I Know You podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. Um, so uh, getting down to kind of, like, the nuts and bolts, I'm interested in just kind of like what's the breakdown of time into get getting an episode done um i'm much faster at it now um i don't know if the listeners noticed i hope not but i don't edit out even stuff that i say that i think stupid Mm -hmm. um but the first probably 10 15 episodes i would go through and uh edit out every um and mm-hmm. misstep or if I said something that I thought was dumb, I would just like cut that section out. So I would, uh, it would be about six hours per okay. episode, <laughs> which yeah. is too much. Um, I think I've got that down to maybe, um, that's including perform or doing the actual interview. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say like, let's just call it an hour. Let's just call it two hours for the whole thing because you know, you're setting it up at the beginning, giving them the 15 minutes that we hang up the Skype call for the patch challenge. And then mm-hmm. we always kind of chat a little bit at the end when we stop recording. Um, in fact, like Abe from AI synthesis and Ian and I, when we did that one, we, we stopped recording and then we talked for like three more hours, like just <laughs> sat there, like basically hung out on Skype. Um, and I've done that a few, like, I think, I mean, me, me and Ben, uh, mm-hmm. Div Kid, talked for for a really long time that day, probably about four or five hours. Awesome. Um, but so yeah, you know, let's say two hour, let's say two hours for the recording, and then uh, the editing of the actual episode is another hour because I like to listen to the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, just in case there is like a really long silence or you know, or if I don't know. For there's there's all sorts Quality of really boring reasons, of, yeah. yeah, to cut stuff out. So I have to listen to the whole thing, and then the intro and outro, and then the demos. So sometimes the demos come quickly, um, but sometimes I have like serious patchers block, and it gets kind of stressful because I want to make sure that I'm doing the the piece of gear that I'm demoing a service, yeah, you know, and and um, so I want to make sure it sounds really cool. Um, yeah. So sometimes making demos is really fun and sometimes it's, it's fucking, it's a slog and I'm so tired when I get home. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're like, okay, I got to get in front of this thing. Yeah. And... But you know, it's like, I'm definitely, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it. Cause no, I, no, like, no. honestly, the day I don't want to do this anymore, that's when this will stop. Yeah. Like I'm going to, um, and, and when I'm enthusiastic about something, I, I'm pretty good about you know, getting it done. And that was another reason I wanted to do the weekly thing is it was keeping me creatively honest mm-hmm. and motivated. Like I set my, uh, it might be a little intense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a weekly thing, but, um, I don't know. If That's I, what you grew up. I mean, well, I, I, I'm with you on that, like making that consistent, mm-hmm. um, just develops that relationship with your listeners. Well, and um, it's also personal too. Yeah. It keeps me from like, no, I'm yeah. not going to do anything today. Cause you can do that for a couple weeks straight and be like, well, you haven't been doing anything for a few days, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think, uh, just kind of the nature of my personality and, 
and everything like it's easy for me to kind of go into a hole and not do anything so this is kind of a, a way to keep me mentally limber ish mm -hmm. <laughs> um so actually speaking of uh sponsors hey tim this is abe from ai synthesis congratulations <laughs> on your one-year anniversary in your 50th episode i love what you are doing for the community and I'm proud to know you. Keep up the good work. Tim, this is your friend Ellison from Waveform Magazine. I just wanted to congratulate Podular Modcast for turning 50. It's carrying it quite well. Very impressive. <laughs> what is that? Nice <laughs> hey, this is Nathan Moody, musician and mastering engineer at Obsidian Sound. Congrats to Tim Held for one year and 50 episodes of Podular Modcast. Keep up the great work. Hi, this is Cindy Reichel. On behalf of the entire team at Patchworks, we want to congratulate Podular Modcast for an incredible 50 episodes. We're very grateful for everything you've done to bring the modular community together. It was an honor to be your very first guest, and it's been exciting to watch the podcast grow over the last year. We look forward to many more episodes to come. Thanks, Tim. Listen to that OG. Damn. Damn, I thought I, these are just keeping. How did you get all these people to take the time to do this? This is awesome. Thank you, guys, all of you. Um, what was it like to get uh, like your first sponsorship? Um, I mean, I guess you had kind of Greg out from yeah, the, so with recovery. I've kind of from the beginning. Yeah. So, so Greg and I have worked closely, um, just because we're really close friends, and uh, so so that was that was a natural natural thing and then with abe that also happened pretty naturally because after um after we did that whole thing i was just talking about we stopped recording and hung out like we we chat all the time you know yeah. like so we're like buddies now and, and like you and i are friends and ellison like a lot of i've made like really good friends through this so mm -hmm. i think having that happen um i think i had a plenty of of demos to show other people who didn't know me it is always kind of weird approaching people but I think, I think it is, I mean, it's, I think it's mutually beneficial for the show and for the companies if I can do good demos, but, um, yeah. I just, I like, it's the enthusiast in me. Like I want, if I think something's cool, I want people to know about it, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, it was definitely weird. And, uh, I have, I have some mentors who have been very, very helpful in telling and helping me like how to approach that because I'm not a business person and it feels really fucking weird approaching yeah. people you don't know to be like, Hey, you know, do you want to, you know, is that your pitch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my pitch. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's been, it's been cool and everybody's been really, really fair. And, uh, and I, I don't think anybody's been, Everybody's been happy with how how it's gone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's been cool. I mean, getting to know you kind of earlier on in the podcast and see as you've gotten more sp sponsors and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just been cool to see. It's yeah. like, hey, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. It is. You it, are succeeding. It, yeah, it is. A, it is a, a strange validation, like especially like when when um, noise engineering was one of the early yeah. sponsors that wasn't like Which a they friend. couldn't say hi. They were really busy, but they do give you. Oh, okay. Great. For, I love those guys. They're so great. Um, and 
Chris's story in particular is so yeah. cool. Like how, you know, her academic past and into this is, is so, so cool. Um, you know, and then expert sleepers, like mm-hmm. getting to demo a disting and really get to know that that's like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's kind of surreal. And also being able to like, I don't know, chat with div kid is pretty weird, but <laughs> it's still really cool. You know, he's, he's seriously like the nicest guy. And that, that's something I wanted to talk a little bit about too. Cause was, uh, something I wanted, was thinking about before we did this is he's been a real, a real inspiration for me of how to conduct myself as somebody who maybe some like gets emails from people they don't know. Like I know I'm not saying this is really weird to talk about. I do not want to sound like douchey at all or anything, but watching him and how open he is, like he approached me about the show when I had like one episode and he was like, I, I, I wanted to help out if I can like that That's awesome. blew my mind yeah. apart, you know? So like, like the other day I got a, a message from like the 17 year old kid who's like, Hey, do you do interviews on your podcast? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, that's kind of what the show is. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, Oh cool. Cause I'm 17 and I'm a video editor and I'm really hungry. And I was wondering if I could be on your podcast. And I, and you know, the, the dick in me was kind of wanted to be like, maybe you should listen to it before you, you know, fucking ask me about that. But then like, I thought about Ben and I was like, you know what, you know, what would Ben do? He would take the time to like, so I like There's wrote a catchphrase like, there too. Yeah, what would Ben do? We need to make little uh, maybe patch, like uh, patch cable bracelets or yeah. something that say with WWBD the, with the, uh, weird uh, logo that he's got. Yeah, like, yeah. The or <laughs> um, but no, I, I wrote him like a kind of a, a well thought out like I was like I'm going to be honest with you, but I want to help you because you know I was 17 and hungry once, and 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 so it was it was it was cool to. Uh, to have that I have had that realization a few other times like you know people do sometimes just you know cold call me to be on the show and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like you know it's kind of like a weird weird thing to I don't want to be a dick or anything you know so yeah, yeah but Ben's been a really awesome mentor and somebody to look up to um yeah it must be interesting to kind of be a gatekeeper <sighs> of what sort anyway, i like mean of just who's of gonna like, be on the show in a way like as this you know as this has grown and like you said you're getting people reaching out to you yeah um yeah well the weird thing about the whole scheduling and who's on the show I, this is something i definitely wanted to mention like if we have emailed about you being on the show and like it's kind of like and you haven't been yet like I'm so sorry. It's so hard <laughs> to keep track of everything and, and who I pick to be on the show and everything kind of works out to like, when do our schedules actually line up? You yeah. know, can you do it? This, oh, I can't do it. And then if, if it, it goes back, back and forth for a while. And I think it's just hard to maintain that with people who are super busy. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of people who I want to have on the show, who I've talked about having the show, who are going to be on the show. <laughs> um, it's just, I'm not good at scheduling. So it's kind of like, if you can do it next week, cool. Then you're going to be on the show. Yeah. Um, I think I just rambled. No. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Let's do a quick jam. This isn't going to be a fully fleshed out demo. I'm just going to jam a little bit on the stereo dipole filter from SSF. I'm going to be using the Pittsburgh modular microvolt 3900 and the Schlappy engineering uh, as my voices. And then, um, once it starts getting pretty crunchy and fuzzy, that's when the recovery effects, bad comrade and cutting room floor are going to come into the picture. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to show this, show this thing off really quick. I'm not going to explain too much about what I'm doing. Um, let's just check out these dry signals. (laughs) 
There's the Microvolt 3900. And here's the Schlappy Engineering. And then let's run those through uh, the A and B inputs for the stereo dipole filter. And let's turn off these uh, dry signals. So I've got all sorts of LFOs uh, going into multiple CV ends for the stereo dipole filter. Um, right now you hear pull A and pull B. Um, each input has two outputs. The dipole A and dipole B are the two outputs that are not in play right now. And uh, the dipole outputs are what are going into the, the recovery effects modules. But let's just uh, let's fiddle around on this, uh, on this little dipole filter here and turn on some CV and fade it in and out and just listen to what it sounds like. I 
have just fallen more and more in love with this uh, stereo dipole filter. And uh, like I said last week, we're going to get to know it a lot better over these next few weeks. But I figure with uh, today, the nature of today's episode, just have a little fun. So if you want to learn more about the Steady State Fate dipole filter, go to uh, go to their website and, and check it out. There's a lot of cool videos already made. And uh, check out the Pittsburgh Microvolt 3900. The thing is super, super cool. Still having a lot of fun. And we're going to explore that more in future episodes. Of course, the angle grinder has been a mainstay in the setup. Uh, the DivKid mutes is super fun. And uh, as always, the cutting room floor and bad combat are just the best for mangling your sound. Um, oh, I got somebody else who was on the show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hi, this is Lisa Belladonna with Earthquaker Devices. Tim, I wanted to congratulate you on 50 episodes of the Podular Modcast. It's an amazing program, and I love the spirit and style that you conducted in. So best wishes to you and the program for the next 50 episodes. Thanks for all you do, Tim. Much love. She made that musical backdrop. Oh, yeah, she yeah. did. She's like, everybody's going to be bleeping and blooping. Uh-huh. And she comes in with, like, <sighs> Steely Dan vibe. She is... The best, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just like I, it's hard to think of, hard to think of words. Like I was just speaking about Ben being kind of like a, a mentor and everything. She's kind of, in in a different way, the same thing as far as like, I, and and I think by now I will have re- released the Earthquaker Devices episode, and we talked about her on that. Okay, but um, I'll just repeat it. You know, she's kind of I really look up to her. Um, I, I I've kind of wanted to be the Lisa Belladonna of recovery effects since I started helping Greg out, you know, but like, um, so, and you know, I don't, I don't have any like personal favorite episodes or anything like that. Uh, they're all, they're all special in their own way. But that, Um, yeah, she was on episode 14 and it did feel like a pivotal. Yeah. Or episode to me at least. And I was wondering if it felt that it, it it really did and and to other people i've yeah. i've heard i've heard so many people I, I that's the one that one and the arbeni one i i've got a lot of um a lot of people reaching out about that one mm-hmm. um and i think it's because we talk about depression a lot in yeah. those and um that's kind of been one of the goals of the show is to i like personal conversations and um and i wanted that was what drew me to podcasts was like the the candid you know, personal thing and, and hearing people going through similar, similar things as, you know, as something I was going through when I'd listen to a particular episode of whatever podcast. And it really did like make me feel better. Yeah. But it is something I'm also kind of struggling with cause I don't want to like strong arm it in to any episodes. And mm-hmm. you know, like when you're just getting to know somebody and they're talking about like their, the thing they do, there's not a whole lot of room for like personal yeah. stuff in there. And, um, so yeah, I think I think that's something that I just gotta get maybe. I mean, I think that's gonna come to. along with the person. I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, her story is amazing and, um, I don't know, and very inspiring. And so I think she's mm-hmm. ready to talk about. Yeah, you know. Well, and, what she's and been with through, so with her beforehand, you know, like I, I don't. 
it's different for every guest and what we're going to talk about, but like, we definitely like discussed some things beforehand and I, you know, can we talk about this? Are gotcha. you, are you up to talking about this? Because a lot of it was really personal and I didn't want to just like, you know, straight up bring it up. Yeah. Um, so that kind of helps too. And, and the same thing with, with Austin, we talked about it a little bit beforehand and, um, yeah, but I also don't, you know, not everybody's a depressed bummer like I am, so I don't want to <laughs> want to bring everybody into that every week. So, <laughs> um, I know. Well, yeah, you always. I think sometimes when you do go in that territory, like you then get self conscious about it. You'll 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 yeah. bring it up and mm-hmm. and segue back to, uh, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a mind fuck of like when when because everything everything that that's like that's like feels bad or makes you feel bad when you're depressed is like super magnified. So yeah. when, when am I, it's, 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 so let's put it through a microphone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, when do you feel valid? When is it valid to complain? Like sometimes I'm like, I have I don't have any real reason to complain, but my brain chemistry yeah. wants to complain and, all the time. So yeah, that's why it's <laughs> uh, so hard and should be brought up and talked about. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm also thinking that, you know, it's a young show, and um, I definitely want to have repeat guests. You know, I definitely yeah. want to have Lisa back on, um, yeah. and definitely want to have our Benny back on. Um, so I feel like maybe the more personal stuff could be the round two stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So we're not just talking about, you know, your process or what's the latest filter you're working on or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, we'll catch up and mm-hmm. going deeper with that person. Then. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so yeah, that was episode 14 and that also marked, um, a change or it was close to where, uh, it was the next to last episode that featured Ian, mm-hmm. your co-host. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, last we heard about Ian, um, I believe he was selling his house and traveling to the Arctic and then we never heard about him again. So, yeah, well, and he did, he did both of those and he had a great trip in the Arctic and, um, and before he went to the Arctic, he officiated Hannah and I's wedding. So I want to be very clear in that him not being on the podcast has nothing to do with our relationship. He's still one of my closest friends. I love him to death. I just, we just had, you know, beers with him the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian was a co-host much against like what Ian, <laughs> I didn't, I did obviously didn't force him, but I definitely like begged him. I was like, cause he knew more about it. He was one of the reasons I got into modular and you know, the whole kind of conceit was of the show was, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I want to learn more. Um, and really it was like, I wanted to have him along because I, I love his per- personality and, and sense of humor. And he just know he just knew about shit. Yeah. So I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Like there's, there are a few things on the first couple episodes that I've said or not known about that. I'm just still like, I think about it and I sh- like shudder, you know? Um, <laughs> But, uh, but he, he, it's, we're both adults. It's hard to find the time. And I was really, really driven and it was never his like baby. Yeah. Um, he was kind of like, okay, well I'll help you out when I can. And then it was basically just kind of like, we both knew that, uh, it was, uh, it, we just couldn't have to find the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely, we talk about, you know, him coming back for, for an episode here or there or whatever. So, you know, you'll hear from him again for sure. Cool. Um, Yeah. Sorry if you liked him more than me. Well, (laughs) I've told you what my theory that you, yeah, you've never met him. You don't even think he he exists. Yeah. Have you met him now though? No, (laughs) 
no uh my whole thought is uh is a whole like fight club tyler durden situation with tim and so his subconscious created uh ian Ian price Price. um because he knew he had to pay the price uh it getting into this podcast game and didn't really feel like he could carry it on his shoulders and so, yeah, he created a character that could kind of help him along until he got his feet wet and could carry it himself. So, yeah, about after 15, 16 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Solo. Yeah. We, uh, we, and we never hear from the dude again. Yeah. We, I was editing the final episode and I watched out the window as some financial centers were collapsing and, uh, right. and the pixies were playing in the background. And Yeah. So I was like, he's going to the Arctic to then bring down the whole financial. <laughs> you know, the whole Arctic trip definitely fits in with your theory. Yeah. Um, no, totally. Like sold his house and like, like I'm like, Tim is just putting a clothespin on his nose uh-huh. and up in his vocabulary every time Ian comes on the microphone and <laughs> goes from there. But no, he, I, I, I think he's a real dude. I've, I've seen him on Instagram. Yeah. Well, he, he does some sweet patches every once Yeah. Time, so. And he, he was kind of a mover and shaker of the Seattle uh, electronic scene. Um, you know, like 10 years ago he had, he had a lot of nights that he did and, mm. you know, and, and had some pretty, pretty cool, he had a pretty cool scene that he'd kind of helped cultivate around here, um, which then kind of disjointed for a while and now is coming back together through like patchworks and, and modular on the spot. Um, definitely want to shout out to, to, uh, Cindy and Tom from patchworks and Bradley and Josh from modular on the spot, Seattle, like those two, those two entities here in Seattle have created something really special. This is the first time I've really felt part of a scene and, uh, yeah, it's just it's been so cool. Well, we'll put a pin in that because we'll get to those guys okay. soon. Um, oh, but first, <laughs> greetings from Altair and the Krell. I knew it was him from the beginning. This is Todd Barton. Happy fiftieth, Tim. Yoda of Bukla. That is, yeah, that that right there. If you would have played me that a year ago, I would have, I would have probably just had like an anxiety attack of joy. Like you know, like I just, I don't know if I could have handled it. That's, ah, uh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I was so excited when he came on your podcast. You kind of slipped that one under my radar. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because me and you chat quite pretty pretty often, and I. I you, I give you some insight on I'm, who's coming. Yeah, up. I'm the annoying one that will, um, <laughs> you know, like Monday morning around like 11:15 after I've finished the podcast, I'll be like, "Oh, sweet patch challenge!" Yeah, or like, yeah. <laughs> there's like three of you, and I love it. Like my close friend Stephen, who um, he doesn't do modular, but he's an excellent pianist, and he actually he builds pipe organs for a living. But he listens every like I get a I get a text from him like at 7:45. Like, you know, every other Monday, mm-hmm. like that patch challenge was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, you, yeah. You and him are in good company. Sweet. Um, <laughs> so that one, uh, that was, a he was on podcast number 38 and from time to time. So this is a, a new segment on the podcast uh-huh. uh, called hippie shit, uh-huh. <laughs> um, where from time to time, Tim will bring up like meditation practices, chakras, mandalas, and other hippie I shit. I've never said anything about chakras. Um, so... <laughs> Um, so, uh, so I'm just curious, like when and what got you into hippie shit? Um, well, I'm from Roslyn, Washington. If you know anything about Roslyn, Washington, no. it's a fucking hippie. Tell us. It's a hippie town. It's actually where Northern Exposure, the TV show was filmed. Um, 
super small town. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's known for being, it's weird. Cause like Cleelum, which is like the neighboring town, they're pretty much the same place is pretty, uh, let's just say there's a lot of Trump signs out there. Yeah. Um, and Roslyn's this weird, like hippie place. So, I mean, kind of there, but like it mostly came out, um, I think, I mean, Duncan Trussell is pretty much okay. directly responsible for it. You know, he, uh, getting into meditation and, um, you know, he introduced me to like Chogyam Trumpa, which is, that's, that's kind of my jam. He's a, a, a Tibetan monk who wrote kind of no nonsense kind of guy. Like, I feel like the, the West has destroyed a lot of the Eastern ideas of like meditation and everything. It's, it's not, it's not like bliss and happiness and, and all of that, you know, it's like, no, like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, I can't, that, that stuff really resonates with me in that, like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time to like getting at what I'm trying to say, but, um, it resonated with me because I was, I was raised Catholic, but never really bought into the whole religion thing, mm-hmm. but always kind of felt, I don't know, like there, there's, you have to, there has to be some eff, like level of effort in being a good person or trying to be like as happy as you can be, or, or mm-hmm. basically not a, a bad person. Um, and that was just kind of like the meditation thing, especially like the Tibetan stuff tends to resonate with me and seem like the most logical way to do it. That said, I don't, I'm not like, I don't, I don't meditate like probably ever right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I go through, through, uh, through spurts, but every time I do, I feel much better. So when I yeah. talk to somebody like Todd Barton, who's, who's into that and who's done music for stuff like that, it's, um, it's, it's almost kind of like, I'm hoping that they'll give me something through osmosis. Like, man, <laughs> I need to do this more or something. Yeah. Um, God, I wanted to talk about this stuff too. And I feel like I just totally mashed and butchered. Well, everything. that's why you got to start off the, uh, spinoff, the, uh, meditation podcast, you know, <laughs> meditation podcast. Ah, uh, that's that's good. You get two of these things going, right? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. totally do another mm-hmm. one. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of like one of the ideas of the the music to come down to thing is just uh, yeah, you know, something to sit and um, meditation and in, in silence is really hard. Uh, there are a lot of apps that can help you kind of flex those muscles, and once you do, you can get the hang of it and do it in silence. But um, a nice piece of ambient music in the background is is pretty good for it. So. Yeah. Um, all right. That concludes hippie shit. Hippie shit. <laughs> um, there was another funny little anecdote that you had in, on on that podcast with Todd, um, mm. where you guys were talking about how um, Todd does um, Skype lessons and FaceTime lessons and stuff um, for Bukla and Hordike and Eurorack. And you had talked about how uh, you had to give like a little uh like speech or talk on uh your modular setup to a few guys like um kind of like a work related thing oh when i was interviewing to be a, an instructor yeah 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 and so uh you said like two out of three guys were kind of into it but then the third guy said um basically what was the practical application yeah, like, what's for the this? point of this shit <laughs> yeah and like i thought it was funny i was like and so i wanted to know what was the response to that guy <sighs> and his question um i i wish i remembered it but it was probably I'm, I like to diffuse. I don't like to, you know, like I was like in an interview, I didn't want to be like, 
I didn't know. And also like I knew opening with that question, any hippie shit that followed was going to work against me. <laughs> so I was just like, you know, it's just kind of like a, a hobby. Yeah, I think yeah. I just told him it's basically a hobby, like plinking on a guitar or something. But yeah, the whole time I was hoping he was you went just, into like a forty-minute monologue and just give him my 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 canned uh, Tibetan mandala yeah, yeah. thing. No, yeah, I didn't think that would that would <laughs> win me over in his eyes. <laughs> um, it is a good question from time to time, though. Right? Yeah, I mean, but you could. All, I think it is a good question. Um, but you could ask that question of just about anything. Yeah. You know, but that, yeah. I mean, I guess like, it, why do you drink water? Oh, cause I'll die. Well, why don't you want to die? <laughs> well, then I'll be dead. Yeah. That's and then the what? practical application of not dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. I have some other people that want to say, Hey, more. Hey Tim, Daniel Miller here. And Fidel Tech. Thanks for having me on your podcast this year. Congrats to the first year. Here's to looking forward to the future. Take it easy, comrade. Love you, buddy. Yo, it's your boy, Josh Lim, a.k.a. Limanjaya. Tim, you're fucking incredible, man. Congratulations on one year of the Podular Modcast. You're doing fantastic things for the Seattle Modular community and just for the Modular community as a whole. So, you know, we're proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome, man. Hey, Jim. This is Modular in the Spot in Seattle. Thanking you for everything you do. We love you, Jim. We need you. The machines, they need you. <laughs> Thanking you for a year of free advertising. (laughs) Hello, this is Donald Crunk. I'd like to wish a very special congratulations to my friend Tim Held for 50 years of modular (laughs) podcast podcasting. Tim, thank you so much for all that you've done for the community. Thank you for this 50 years of effort. Thank you for 50,000 podcast episodes uploaded now. Here's to another 50,000 episodes in 2019. Take care, buddy. Hey, Tim, this is Greg Markle. I want to congratulate you on one year of the awesome Podular Modcast. You know, I still haven't received that royalty check yet for that kick-ass theme song I put together. And I'm sure it's just an oversight on the on the part of you and Podular Modcast, Inc. But I look forward to getting it soon and driving around in my new Lamborghini. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that Tim did pay that debt. And, um, yeah, Greg got the mob. Lamborghini. Oh, nice, nice. A mauve sick. one, you yeah. said. Oh, nice. So sick. Mauve is like a purplish brown, right? Yeah, it's like kind of yeah. nice purple, kind of like that cassette player over there. Okay, for okay. the listener. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, those awesome. were um, some Seattle buddies, uh, Daniel Miller, Infidel Tech on episode thirty. Uh, Josh and Bradley were both um, repping Montreal on the spot on episode five. Uh, Donald Crunk, Jason uh, Degelman was on episode 42, and Greg was on the early one, episode six. Yeah. Um, so like you had kind of talked about um, Patchworks and Modular on the Spot, bringing together this community, I know you've wanted to 
you've been striving to create community with this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to know kind of how you feel like it's been going. Dude, it's, um, well, like I'm, I'm here at your house right now. We're hanging out and Mm -hmm. you're doing this. Like we, we met one day and then you came over to my house and we recorded your episode and now we talk every week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Ellison and I flew to San Francisco together. We met the same day that I met you and he came over and recorded one at my house. And then we just hung out and talked, you know, since then, um, Josh and Bradley been buddies with them since, you know, like, so, and Daniel, Daniel came up and co-hosted with me the other night when I went to talk to Scott. Yeager. That's right. So yeah. as far as it goes, like personally, um, I've just made a bunch of really awesome, <laughs> cool friends and, 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 I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of great friends in my life from before this, but there's uh you always want to, if whatever the thing is that you're super into, sure. Um, you always, you know, sometimes you're lucky enough to have one or two friends that are super into that thing. And now like just building this whole community, you know, like everybody that works at patchworks, like sometimes I'll just go there and like, uh, I'm just going to look at something and I end up hanging out there for like an hour and a half. Um, uh, so, so that aspect personally, it's been really awesome. Um, and then as just somebody who's part of the scene and, and who gets to watch it, um, I, I'm, I just can't believe that, especially with the, the modular nights concert series that we've been doing or that Bradley and Josh yeah. have been doing, um, to see a modular synth show packed out that start, you know, it starts at 4 PM on a Saturday and it's packed. And it's, you know, and I see different people. It's not just the same people going every, you know, every yeah. month. I see new people. Um, it does feel a bit like cheers. Like you can walk in there yeah. and it's like, <laughs> yeah. you see all the regular homies, uh-huh. but then you're like, oh, there's all these yeah. other people that yeah. I will get to know. Mm-hmm. And, and something, you know, I, I think people, some people might get tired of hearing me talk about how like cool and open the scene is, but it is just, uh, it is like that. You walk in and, and it's, it's just like a hug hug and handshake fest for a while. And, and, you know, everybody's just like, so like excited to see whoever just walked in the door and, and, you know, like, um, the other day, uh, well, it wasn't the other day. I think he's, he's performed another one since, but, um, something cool that happened was, um, I, I bought my ornament and crime off the Seattle, you know, synths trading thing from a guy named Brian Barrett. And then like, we would like, he'd like message me like, Oh, Hey, what about this piece of gear or you, did you see this? You know, like, so we kind of like became like Facebook buddies over that. And then like through module on the spot, you know, I watched him performed and then it, and it was a great performance. He gets off stage and say like, oh, this is my first time. And he was super nervous and it was, I don't know. So I don't even know what I'm trying to say with that, but like everybody was just, it, we've created a, a scene where people can go and perform for the first time yeah. and feel like like not like they're going to be ridiculed or anything like yeah. that. So yeah, I had only been to one module on the spot. Um, it's like two years ago now, a couple mm-hmm. of September's ago and, um, or it was July. Anywho. Um, and I reached out to him and it's like, cause I just started to get into this stuff and had some equipment and then it's like, Oh, I don't know how people are performing this. Cause it's not the same kind of like, uh, trajectory is like being in a band. It's much cooler mm-hmm. <laughs> because there are no dumb rules of like, okay, you get this practice spot, you make the songs, you do the demo that can then get you this show. And mm-hmm. then, you know, from there on out, um, 
I contacted Mojo on the spot through Facebook and um, yeah, they responded quickly and were like, yeah, we'll let you know. And, um, and then shortly after that, they had somebody drop out and could I play? And it's like, yeah. And yeah. I did. It felt, you know, it felt like a good performance. And right after Bradley came up and was like, oh, I was great. You mm-hmm. know, you can come play every time. And so I'm sure he says that to everybody, which is good, but it was so welcoming and so warm. And then that just <laughs> kind of like that positive reinforcement was just like, oh, like, cool. Yeah. I can yeah. do this. Totally. And then kind of, yeah, it feels like it's easy to snowball um, with this positive reinforcement by what kind of Maj on the Spot and Patrick's. And you having this podcast, I mean, you've been able to shine a light on a lot of local Seattle people, which is very cool. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Like, to, to like so like somebody like Donald Crunk to like to be able to play with him is it's like intimidating and super rewarding at the same time like i don't like to follow him because he's he's a wizard yeah like um when i did my album release show and i was like <laughs> yeah i should go after him like <laughs> yeah. smooth move um but again like he's 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 just such a nice guy and yeah. and if you like if you ask him some questions about his workflow and how he does it he's he's not like oh no i'm not gonna tell anybody like he'll just straight up tell you like how how he does what he does and give you good pointers. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's another good thing. We like the, the openness of sharing information of, you know, how to do this or that or, or whatever is, um, there's also a really cool aspect that I haven't experienced in any sort of artistic yeah. scene. You know, yeah. usually people are, are kind of weird and want to play their stuff close to the vest for some reason that isn't like valid. I don't think unless, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. It's like, I don't think there's like as much of a competition for, I mean, yeah. because there's nothing really to compete for. Yeah. There's nothing to really to gain. Cause <laughs> like, you're not going to like, you're not going to get on Firefest as a, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my response <laughs> from Ja Rule. Yeah. Come on, Ja. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I guess it's just such an even playing field and I think everybody's just, excited to be into this yeah i, I think Same it is thing. the enthusiasm that makes it feel like an even playing field but you know you throw your donald crunks into it like it's not so even <laughs> well yeah i mean some people are like you know it's like anything like some people are going to kind of rise to the top and yeah for sure and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean some people it's like he's he's been doing it for a long time yeah and he so has been doing it a while he's got a lot under his belt and but then there's still people that you see for the first time. It's like, oh, it's my first show. It's like that was an amazing patch uh-huh. too. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and that's and that's kind of a testament to something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. In that, it's the easiest and hardest instrument there is. I think like you don't have to be really like you don't have to have a musical bone in your body if you're shown what an input and output is. Yeah. You could, you know, if you spend a few weeks, you could play something that's way more musical than you would a few weeks on plugging on a guitar Um, you don't have to have the dexterity right right so it's it becomes way more of um an expression of maybe your your sonic aesthetic or your taste you know Mm -hmm. and i think that that's interesting to me i don't think i can do anything on guitar that has never been done i know i can't i've been playing guitar for like 25 years and i'm middle good you know um 
and I'm not to say that I think I can revolutionize anything with, with synth, but I can definitely do something that I've never done and I can, um, I, I will get more out of the blood, sweat and tears I put into my modular case than I will a guitar. I think personally, mm-hmm. um, there's a little tangent there. We love tangents. Yeah. That never happens. <laughs> um, I think I've got one last person that wanted to say hi. Hey, Pod Mod Bods. This is Tim's wife, Hannah. <laughs> I just wanted to say congratulations to Tim on his 50th episode. This past year has been such a fun and exciting time for us, and I want to thank all you Pod Mod Bods out there for all your love and support. You guys are the best. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How did you get her to do that? Is that I, why I, she I slid into her DMs? Is... So that's like a thing. <laughs> Is that why she asked me how to download the voice recording app the other day? 100%. Okay, because yeah. she told me she wanted to record her boss or something. Oh. Or well, something. Her boss is not listening. Yeah. To oh, podcast. not her boss. Oh. Yeah, maybe I'll edit her that mom. part out. No. <laughs> um, so um, part of why you uh, once, or you've said before starting the podcast, you felt bad for Hannah because you just were talking about <laughs> modular synthesizers all the time to her. And it was like a good way to talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked her like one year later, has he shut up about it? <laughs> no. Uh, she says, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, now, uh, she also has to hear about the podcast all the time too. Um, <laughs> but she says, I'll put it this way. He was about 26 episodes in when we got married, so at least I knew what I was getting into. And at least there's someone other than me that he has to talk about it with now, and uh, she can't imagine the alternative. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we 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 joke around a lot about it, and she she there are definitely times where she does not want to hear about the pod the podcast or modular synthesis. But um, you're like, what else is there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately. Um, I can't think of having anybody who would be more supportive than her. She's it's in, it's incredible. Um, she, uh, she's even starting to like, she, she made like a, she made like a, like a function generator joke the other day and she doesn't play with like, like I forget, like, I don't know what it is. She so she hears it so much that, and she, she'll like, she jokingly got mad at me the other day. She's like, I knew what you were talking about. She's like, I understood <laughs> what you meant when you said that. And like, and then she's like, I, yeah. So that, that's kind of, that's kind of funny, but, um, yeah, just, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I would say 90% of the episodes you hear, um, while I'm sitting there talking, that's me at the kitchen table and she's 10 feet away on the couch doing a puzzle or, or reading a book. Um, because yeah, I do this in my house and, yeah. uh, and it's usually a couple times a week cause it's a weekly show. So, um, yeah, she's been so supportive and yeah, it, it wouldn't be able to do this without her support for sure. Well, thank you, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Hannah. Um, yeah, I'm uh, wondering if you're up for a patch challenge. I think so. Yeah. My, uh, what was the donkey one? Uh, that's what I was wondering if you're ready to ride that lackadaisical donkey again. Oh, should I just do it again? I mean, you know, you had a year. I had a year. Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, you're, you're running the show. The lackadaisical donkey rides again. Uh-huh. <laughs> the return? Fuck. Okay. Yeah, I could probably do that. Um, this does fly by. It flies by when I do it, like yeah. as the interviewer, but as the interviewee, now I'm kind of like feeling like, uh, 
Did I miss? Did yeah, I no, miss I gotta anybody? Say, is there anything else that you uh, want to bring up? Uh, just, I guess. Um, do you have any goals for the future that you want to share with uh, the podcast? Um, for like goals for the the podcast, or just, just all over, like. Is there any like white whale guests out there? Um, you because I, I listened back to your first um, to the first episode mm-hmm. recently, and you got a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. One's on the way that you've been have uh, waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was yeah, just a few different people from manufacturers that you wanted to talk to. Yeah, I definitely. There, I mean, there are so many more people I want to talk to, um, and people that I've. Like I, I am talking to about talking to, um, love it. Yeah, Caitlin Aurelia Smith. I would really like to talk to Caitlin Aurelia Smith. Um, she's one of my favorite artists who used modular, and just you know one of my favorite artists in general. Um, she's also from the place that I want to live, right? Orcas Island, mm-hmm. Washington. I want to live on Orcas Island. Um, and let's see. I know. I mean, I, I've like a lot of them. I got. You know, yeah. like I did, like I really wanted to talk to Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting to talk to Noise Engineering early was really cool. Um, I I want to talk to some people. I want to talk to more people from the Portland companies, like Maleco, and um, I mean I've talked to a lot of them, but yeah, uh, yeah shout out to like you know Abe and and uh, Eric from Schlappy Engineering. Mm-hmm. Another another person that I'm like buddies with now since being on the show, and um, I talk with Ross from Moth and Zeef every once in a while. He's he's a crack up. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the best uh, uh, patch challenges for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, for MS, of course. Um, so yeah, I don't know about any white whales. A Duncan Trussell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, They're... but the crazy thing is, is so he uh, he followed me on Twitter. After some people were telling him to be on the show, and then I've got one f- mutual fan who has been hitting me up, being like, "Yo, talk to Duncan Trussell." I'm like, "I'm trying." And then he'll screenshot direct messages that he has with Duncan Trussell, like, "You should do the show." And he's like, "I really want to." Tell him to email me. Ooh. Yeah. So, and then I emailed him, and I got like the special, like, secret email to actually get through to him. But I had so. When do you get one of those? I don't know. <laughs> not not for a long time. Um, hopefully, never. Um, so yeah, I guess if if you're listening and you know who Duncan Trussell is, like start yelling at him because he knows about it and he says he wants to do it, but I think he needs needs to be hit yeah. over the head a bunch of times with some some mentions on. I start slipping into DM. Yeah, yeah. Slipping. <laughs> um, and then just like goals for the podcast. Um, I mean, this is this is kind of ridiculous and it feels weird to say it out loud, but I would like to have the it be my job somehow, um, and mostly because. I want it to be, I have a bunch of ideas of how I could, you know, expand the format from just like an interview thing. Like I want to do the standard interviews, but I've got a lot of other ideas that I want to try out. Um, just because I think podcasting is, uh, is such a new and open, like I can do whatever I want. No one, I can't get fired. Yeah. You know, so much like like making music with this stuff. Yeah, exactly. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. So I I have ideas, but I mean, I just right now the, all the free time that I have that I'm able to put into this without, you know, getting divorced and, and, and not having any friends at all, Mm -hmm. um, is basically just enough time to do the, the editing and the interviews. Um, so I'm trying to work on getting, getting out of the construction industry because, you know, starting at at 5am, isn't really good for getting home, you know, and, and trying to work on stuff for three hours. Again, yeah. I'm not really like, 
this is hard for me to talk about because I'm always self-conscious that I, I feel like maybe people think I'm, I'm whining about something or, um, it's just not the world for me. I really, really don't enjoy it. It's, there's not any creativity there and people writing like build the wall on the, the, the walls inside the, <laughs> the bathroom that we all have to share. It's just kind of like, I don't want to be around these people. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, how do you, how do you make a podcasting your job? Um, me undies maybe yeah so me undies if you're out there yeah stamps.com um, stamps.com <laughs> yeah squarespace which, which squarespace which i don't want to do that i i i, I like I like the whole advertising thing is is weird but i don't feel at all bad about the advertisements that i do on the show because it's all stuff that is related to the world that we're in and it's stuff that i think is cool um but so yeah what i'm what i'm saying is i just want to continue to maybe try to do it through sponsorships and patreon or whatever but yeah who knows? I don't know. I feel like I might just edit this part out. It's weird to talk about. <laughs> it's interesting, though. Yeah, maybe. Is it? Yeah. Well, or it's me, but I'm kind of like well, yeah. about this stuff. So, I like- I, well, I think that's part of what makes podcasts cool too. They're like the candid. You know, there's not much of a fourth wall or anything. You know, yeah. you're just talking about a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to get on Patreon.com forward slash, <laughs> do it. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I, I, I just want to keep doing it and, um, until I don't want to anymore and hope that by the time I don't want to anymore, I'll have some other new thing that I can't think of right now that I can carry the energy from mm-hmm. and continue, you know, interacting with the people that I'm interacting with and, uh, satisfying my creativity. Well, great. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this podcast. Thank you. For- <laughs> and thank you. That was really, really fun. Well, shall we get uh, to the patch challenge? The return of the lackadaisical donkey. I'll start the timer. All right. All right. Given the nature of today's episode being a a little bit of a a special edition of sorts, I'm not going to go too crazy on the demos, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm learning a little bit more about this steady state fate stereo dipole filter. And so what you hear behind me right now is um, a nano rings from After Later Audio being played through this. And um, I'm sequencing the rings from the voltage block. And then I'm using some LFOs to control multiple uh, CV inputs of the, uh, the stereo dipole filter. But I'm just going to read you a little bit from the dipole cheat sheet so you can kind of get an idea of what this thing is. Um, it's two individual dual peak multi-mode VCFs with dedicated controls for cutoff, resonance, and spread. And the spread sets a secondary peak cutoff frequency offset. So what that means is there's two inputs, A and B, and then each one of those have two outputs, and that's where the dipole comes in and where the spread A and spread B parameters come in. So you're basically getting like two filters on one sound, and then there's a stereo frequency and stereo resonance control in the middle. And I'm controlling um, the stereo FM and the stereo resonance right now, one with maths and one by just a standard LFO. And uh, all of these CV inputs have... Uh, attenuator attenuverters on them so there's lots of lots of really cool stuff you can get into i'm going to manually manually mess around with this stereo frequency knob here right in the center (laughs) 
and that's with the uh, stereo resonance down um, at about 11 o'clock. Let's bring that up to about 1. So right now I've just got the uh, A and B outputs going straight into a mixer, and then I've got the dipole A and the dipole B each going into an AI006 Stompbox adapter. So one of them is going into uh, the spatial delivery from Earthquaker devices, which is kind of like a, it's like a, a, a filter modulation pedal, and then into the downward spiral delay from Mr. Black. And then I've got an, uh, the dipole B going into uh, the memory toy from Electroharmonics into the transmitter from uh, Earthquaker devices. So we're getting some delay and some reverb there on some of them. But um, yeah, it's just a really fun module, this stereo dipole filter. You can do a lot of really cool, cool stuff with it. I'm not even using half of the CV inputs. Um, what's really cool also is each one of those outputs that I mentioned, the dipole uh, A and this that, the pole A and dipole B and pole B, um, each one of those has a switch dedicated to it where you can switch between high pass, band pass, and low pass. And then there is uh, an output for dipole AB, so it's just an output for the, the kind of the stereo mix of them. Um, and then each one of those sections, the A, B, and then the, the mixture in the middle, each has a one volt per octave input, which controls the frequency. But if you turn that resonance up, you can get some really cool melodic generation out of it. So I haven't even scratched the surface with this, but yeah, stick with me over the next few weeks and we're really going to get to know this thing. 15 minutes is up. 15 minutes is up. That's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful. I feel bad. I'm sorry to everybody who's been on the show up until now. I say that I uh, that I do it, and I do. I do it every once in a while for like a patch challenge group and stuff. It's different when you're making it for the show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you got a good amount of spaghetti up there. Yeah, there's a lot of spaghetti here. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell the listener kind of maybe some of the signal flow that's going on? Well, um, and some of the things that you're using. So right now I'm. Uh, of course, I've got the Schlappy Engineering Angle Grinder. That's going to be pretty uh, prevalent in here. I've got the, I've got braids. I'm using it as a kick, and I know that's that's not the best use of braids. It's a great module, but um, I'm using uh, Disting for some delay. I've got uh, Recovery Effects Oscilloscape doing some weird um, drummy stuff, and that's going. Uh, and then I've got the Cutting Room Floor as well from Recovery Effects. So that's gonna, that's probably gonna be my donkey. Um, I just got the Maleco voltage block, and uh, so today, this is the first time I've used it. Maiden so, Voyage. Yeah, this is its Maiden Voyage. It will be controlling the wacky sequence. Um, of course, Maths is always in there. Um, got the AI Synthesis um, stomp box adapters, so I can use my uh, after Afterneath from Earthquaker Devices and my Transmitter from Earthquaker Devices. And then I've got um, Mr. Black, Downward Spiral Delay. And, oh, uh, memory toy from Electroharmonics for just a simple delay as well. 
Lots of delay. Yeah. Yes. I like delay a lot. Um, and then I'm, I'm, of course, using the Pittsburgh modular microvolt 3900. And I want to mention right now, since we were, when we were talking earlier about like the sponsors and stuff, like having Pittsburgh as a sponsor has also been a huge, like, whoa yeah. moment. Um, and I, uh, and I'm not just saying this because they uh, sent me one to talk about it. I am very impressed with the microvolt 3900. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm going to be using that to kind of play a melody over everything, um, and I'm using the Hungry Robot CV keys for my keyboard control. So I think, I think I've covered everything. I, oh, I've yeah. got I've got a Nano Rings in here from After Later Audio. Um, you using the mutes at all? Oh yes, I mean, oh yes. Thank you for reminding me. I wanted to talk about uh, Div Kids module, the mutes. Um, it's super fun, and it's one of those things where you get it and you're like. 10 minutes into using it, you're like, oh, fuck, I need another one. Because I use it to turn on and off signals for audio right now, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want it for CV, too. Yeah. So, thanks, Ben. Now i got to buy another module. Um, <laughs> um, 4MS Shuffle and Clock Multiplier is pretty much in every single thing I do, and the Tempe from Make Noise. And I think I've covered everything contour for Make Noise and Ornament and Crime. There we go. Oh, and Felix from <laughs> Livestock Electronics, um, which is something that it's funny because uh, the Livestock Electronics sponsored an, uh, some episodes a while ab- ago and mm-hmm. gave me the Bang Oscillator and the Felix. And I was excited to get both really excited to get the Bang, which is an awesome oscillator. But this uh, the Felix um, attenuating attenuverting molt has been like one of the most useful yeah. Um, modules and i'm saying that with this is not a sponsorship i'm just <laughs> saying that because i truly believe it so now i've covered everything i've rambled enough and i think i'm just trying to prolong until i have to record this thing but uh we'll yeah. jump on it the return of the lackadaisical donkey it rides again <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, holy crap, you guys. That was so much fun. I can't thank Kyle enough for how much um, time and effort he put in to being my, the guest co-host. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Kyle. That was that was so cool. And, and thank you to everybody who took the time to record a little message for me and send that in. And the fact that Kyle had that idea and then could wrangle all those people to do that, like, I can't even express how much... That just uh, gave me a warm, glowing feeling, and I and it's still it's still there. Whenever uh, I've listened to him a couple times, and uh, yeah, wow. And just a, a technical note on those those messages that Kyle had people record. Um, some of them did their own own music behind them, so thank you for putting that extra effort into them. And and for some of them that were strung together, Kyle actually produced some uh, musical beds. So that's just that much more work he did for for this. So I just I can't. I can't express how much I appreciate that uh, level of detail that everybody put in, 
put into this stuff. And um, also that remade uh, that remade theme song at the beginning, Kyle did on his Bukla. So I thought that that was really cool. So definitely want to give everybody their their uh, credit where credit is due on the the cool the cool music they made for this episode. So thank you everybody who has made uh, this first year possible. Um, Fifty episodes. I, I'm I'm still com- kind of surprised I made it this far. Um, yeah. I don't know really what else to say. Just so much, so much love from so many people. It feels great. And uh, it wouldn't be possible without, without you guys who are listening. I also want to give a a special shout out to uh, Ian Price for being my co-host for the first few episodes to Kai Parker for making the logo for the show. Greg Markle, uh, AKA the animals at night for the, uh, for the awesome theme song. And of course my wife, Hannah for being so supportive and, uh, and just awesome through this whole thing. So uh, again, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I love you all. And until next week.